Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's December 18th, 2020. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, Toyota, Hyundai, and other OEMs push towards a hydrogen-powered future. Two, are Robinhood and the Fed propping up bubbles? And three, Amazon offers custom clothing with its new made-for-you service. Shift one, Toyota, Hyundai, and other OEMs push towards a hydrogen-powered future. Last week, the world's second-largest automaker, Toyota, released a revamped version of its Mirai hydrogen fuel cell luxury sedan. Already on sale in Japan, the updated Mirai with Lexus-like styling will launch in California later this month and in Europe by spring 2021. On a single charge, the second-generation Mirai has a range of 402 miles, an EPA estimate, up to 528 miles, under the EU's more optimistic WLTP standard. The Mirai can be charged in just five minutes and emits only water through its tailpipe. It will start at $49,500 in the U.S., and with subsidies, could come down as low as $37,000. The new Mirai's range is a 30% plus improvement on the first-gen Mirai, which launched in 2014 but has sold only 11,000 vehicles. The updated Mirai has been redesigned to be lower-priced, driving down the cost of the fuel cell stack, the most expensive part of the vehicle, by 70%. It's also easier to mass-produce, enabling Toyota to produce $30,000 per year versus 2000 for the original Mirai. The Mirai is one of only three hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, FCVs, currently being mass-produced for the retail market, the others being the Honda Clarity fuel cell and the Hyundai Nexo. The Mirai is now the longest range and least expensive among them. All three models are only available in California. Toyota plans to introduce additional FCV models by 2025, including SUVs and pickup trucks as well as commercial trucks. FCVs have taken a backseat to battery electric vehicles, BEVs. Analysts forecast that FCVs will be just 0.2 to 2% of new car sales in the next decade, versus up to 28% for BEVs. This is in part due to limited hydrogen fueling infrastructure, the reason why FCVs in the U.S. are largely only sold in California. Even in California, there are only 43 hydrogen filling stations, though more are planned, 69 by 2021, 200 by 2025, and 1,000 by 2030. However, supply and demand continue to represent a chicken and egg problem that makes it hard to get to scale. With the recent government commitments to phase out combustion vehicles and go carbon neutral, there has been renewed interest in hydrogen FCVs all over the world. Toyota's launch is one of several announcements by OEMs this month related to hydrogen fuel cell technology. Last week, the fourth largest automaker, Hyundai, announced the new HTWO brand dedicated to its hydrogen fuel cell system for cars, ships, trains, and flying vehicles. Hyundai has offered fuel cell vehicles since 2013. For example, the iX35 FCEV, Nexo SUV, and Exchant fuel cell heavy-duty truck. In December 2018, it committed $6.8 billion to fuel cell R&D, with targets of 700,000 fuel cell systems annually by 2030. The HTWO launch signifies Hyundai's increased commitment to hydrogen fuel cell technology as part of the $55 billion it plans to invest in new technologies through 2025. On Wednesday, the world's two largest truck manufacturers, Daimler Truck and Volvo, with Shell and other partners, 
announced H2 Accelerate, a partnership to coordinate on European infrastructure and policy to support hydrogen-powered trucking and get to net zero by 2050. Hydrogen Europe, a broad coalition of OEMs and energy players, expects up to 10,000 hydrogen trucks in Europe by 2025 and up to 100,000 by 2030. There remain skeptics, for example, Tesla and Elon Musk, Volkswagen and Nissan, who view hydrogen fuel cell technology as inefficient and expensive relative to battery electric. There is no ready source of carbon-free usable hydrogen, though it can be produced using renewable energy. Massive upstream investment in renewable energy and hydrogen infrastructure is needed to bring down the price of hydrogen. An estimated $11 trillion in infrastructure is needed to meet 25% of the world's energy usage. Until it gets to scale, annual hydrogen fuel costs are still two to four times as much as gasoline, which means FCV vehicles usually have to come with three to six years of free fuel. In the near term, hydrogen fuel cell activity is surging in heavy-use industrial equipment. There are already over 33,000 hydrogen-powered forklifts and in commercial long-range vehicles such as delivery trucks. These are use cases in which high energy density, fast fueling times, and zero emissions can offer significant advantages. While fuel cell passenger vehicles are still a decade behind battery electric, the Mirai's luxury styling, extended range, and lower price point could help move the needle. Given the higher price points of new energy vehicles, sex appeal has become a more important factor, one major reason for Tesla's success. To read more content related to electric, fuel cell, and autonomous vehicles, check out our September 11th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, GM will manufacture Nikola's electric and fuel cell trucks, if Nikola doesn't implode. And our October 18th, 2019 brief, how driverless trucks may reshape long-haul trucking. Shift 2. Are Robinhood and the Fed propping up bubbles? On Wednesday, the Massachusetts Security Division filed a complaint against trading platform Robinhood, alleging it has not acted in its customers' best interest and exposes inexperienced investors to quote-unquote unnecessary trading risks. It claims that Robinhood promotes constant use through game mechanics. For example, free stocks and digital confetti. Regulators also allege that Robinhood approved unqualified customers for options trading. The complaint comes just as Robinhood settles with the SEC for $65 million over the selling of its order flow to high-frequency trading firms without disclosure to customers. Robinhood, founded in 2013 and known for its commission-free trading, saw massive growth during the pandemic, surging to over 13 million users. Industry watchers, from Scott Galloway to Jason Calcanis, have suggested that activity by retail investors is fueling overpriced equities in IPOs, especially in quote-unquote story stocks or consumer-facing brands. Tesla, for instance, is up over 600% this year, with a P.E. ratio of 1,300 as of this writing. Retail investors in 2020 accounted for 20-25% to of trades in the market, up from 10% in 2019. IPOs have seen sky-high valuations in 2020. U.S. stocks popped an average of 36% on their first day of trading. The last time we saw figures that high was around the dot-com bubble of 2000. Snowflake, Airbnb, and DoorDash all saw enormous increases on their first day, near doubling or more. DoorDash, in particular, has faced skepticism since its business mostly loses money and is likely to see a decline post-pandemic. Last week, without naming companies, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink called recent IPO pricing levels quote-unquote unsustainable, suggesting they reflected forward growth rates that were too high. Throughout the pandemic, 
there has been a notable decoupling of the stock market from the real economy. As COVID-19 deaths continue to reach new records, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and Dow recently hit their highest ever closing levels. The NASDAQ is up over 40% for the year overall. Of course, Robinhood and retail investors are only part of the story. The actions by the Federal Reserve, starting in March 2020, to inject liquidity and keep interest rates near zero are a key factor in propping up valuations. The Fed this week decided to keep its short-term borrowing rates near zero to support the economy, and also signaled rates may stay that low for several years through the recovery. These actions are also keeping mortgage rates low, in turn driving up home prices in a pattern reminiscent of the 2007-2008 crisis. Investor Jeremy Grantham has been vocal about a stock bubble, and his firm, GMO, is shorting companies viewed as quote-unquote drastically overvalued. He's also been critical of the explosion in blank check SPACs, special purpose acquisition companies, in which sponsors get funding from investors based on little more than trust and take often unprofitable companies public in frothy markets without going through the scrutiny of the IPO process. The general perspective on SPACs is mixed. Some industry watchers see them as quote-unquote the new market bubble, while others believe we'll see a bifurcation between winners and losers amid a general deflation. So is the crash that many are predicting coming? It depends on whether the air can be let out of the bubble gently. There's a gravitational pull on overvalued assets to settle back down to earth. In some cases, companies may be able to grow fast enough to justify most of their imputed forward growth rates, if they're among the winners post-pandemic. Regulators may also step in to curb some of the excesses, as we're seeing with the recent complaint against Robinhood. The SEC is also taking a closer look at SPACs. But the Fed isn't talking about a quote-unquote soft landing yet. And as we've seen in the past, the steeper the fall, the more it's going to hurt. To read more content related to investing, stock exchanges, and SPACs, check out our September 2nd, 2020 brief, The Future of the Global Stock Exchanges, and our July 31st, 2020 Three Shifts Edition, Blank Check Companies, also known as SPACs, are booming this year. Shift 3. Amazon offers custom clothing with its new made-for-you service. This week, Amazon launched Made-for-You, a service on Amazon.com that lets customers design and purchase custom-fit shirts. Customers input their height, weight, body type, and two photos of their torso through Amazon's mobile app, and then select from a menu of options, including fabric, color, sleeve length, shirt length, fit, and neckline, to personalize their shirt. Users can see the custom shirt on a virtual body double before purchasing for $25. Amazon hopes to expand Made For You to more styles, with the survey on its site suggesting that activewear, leggings, pants, and dresses might be on the future menu. Made For You is housed under Amazon Fashion. It's apparel-focused division and storefront. Amazon is the number one retailer in the U.S. for apparel sales, with an estimated $30 billion plus in sales and drawing in over 70% of apparel shoppers. Apparel is one of Amazon's top two product categories, and casual tops are one of the most commonly purchased items of clothing. Amazon has long been interested in automating the fashion purchase process, with experiments such as Prime Wardrobe, which is at-home try-on, Personal Shopper by Prime Wardrobe, a styling service, and Echo Look a style assistant device, now discontinued. With Amazon's scale and technology, including its 2017 $50 million acquisition of 3D body model startup Body Labs, this made-for-you push has the potential to bring custom clothing into the mainstream. 
A Deloitte study found that 81% of consumers would be willing to pay a premium for customized clothing. Personalized clothing has traditionally been expensive. However, over the past few years, investor-backed startups have been flooding the space with AI-powered systems that seek to bring the cost down for the mass market. Custom apparel has significant challenges, however. First, players are still wrestling with the critical barrier of ensuring a proper fit. It's not easy for technology to size up a customer or garment correctly, when small differences in fit matter a lot. Scaling a custom apparel operation is also a major challenge. Textiles are hard for automated robots to handle, leaving most apparel brands still reliant on low-cost labor in developing countries. Handling fluctuating customer demand while ensuring timely fulfillment of custom orders present additional hurdles. While made-for-you users can delete their body data at any time, and user photos are immediately deleted after being used to determine measurements, Amazon may be able to gather troves of data on customer sizing and style preferences through the service. With this information, Amazon could sell additional custom clothing and even alter its off-the-shelf brands to make them more comfortable and appealing to the average consumer. Made4U could become part of the backbone of its private label and exclusive clothing business. Amazon has over 188 private label and exclusive clothing, shoes, and accessories brands in the U.S. and offers nearly 10,000 different clothing products. However, reviews on Amazon's clothing have been mixed, with many brands rated below 4 out of 5 stars in issues such as awkward sizing and quality. It's a hard problem, but if Amazon can solve the issues of fit and quality, it'll be hard for competitors to match it. To read more content related to Amazon, check out our August 28, 2020, Three Shifts edition. Amazon expands its network of delivery stations to bolster up a key weakness. In our August 21, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Amazon can be liable for defective products on its third-party marketplace. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on electric vehicles and their growth trajectory. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts edition.